Evolutionary.org presents the Underground Radio Podcast with your host, Hardcore Steve, the Monster, and Mobster, the UK Beast. Prepare for the show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Get Evolutionary it. Underground episode 32, part 2 on this one. This is going to be a bonus episode of the part 1 we did. And this is going to be a continuation of New Year's resolutions with Geneza Farmer. So let's jump right into it. Um, a lot of you have been asking for an, a bonus round on this one where we can get more into New Year's resolutions and get more into which cycles work really good and really treat this as a motivational and a podcast that you can kind of hold on to and listen to throughout the year that will kind of get you back on track and motivate you to push yourself more and push yourself to your abilities. So Mobster, let me bring you in because he had a lot of ideas. And uh, we went over uh, some some topics on the pre-show. But I'll let you jump right in right away and start hitting us with some more New Year's resolution uh, tips. All right. So one is have a clearly defined target and a, a goal. Okay, guys. So I would give you an example. And I suspect that people that listen to this podcast won't be quite as guilty as this as perhaps the average person, member of the population, whatever you want to call it. Um, but if we were listening to buddies, friends, family, whatever, and they say, oh, my New Year's resolution this year is um, to lose weight. That's that's a goal. And it's a target. It's, it's whatever. But you go, OK, what do you mean by lose weight? So number one would be, don't call it weight, call it fat, because you're not saying that you want to lose muscle, not really, unless you're somehow, you know, 300 pounds this year and, and, and you decided to retire from being Mr. Olympia. So the reality of the average person was when they say they want to lose weight, they really mean they want to get leaner, they want to lose fat. And then more specifically, Steve, would be something like, uh, well, let's find out just how fat they are, how much of a percentage of their body fat it, it is, how much that is in pounds, and how good they would look if they lost a certain number. So, for example, and let's take an average person against the, let's say that someone's, I don't know, 180 pounds, but we've worked out that they're holding 30 pounds of fat. They would look fucking amazing, transformed, if they dropped 15 pounds of fat. 15 pounds left on a, a normal human being is, is not unreasonable, Steve. It's probably on the person I've just talked about, something like 8 or 9% as an overall total. But that losing 15 pounds up to 30 pounds, they would look fucking amazing. They would literally lose over an inch of most of their arms, their legs, their, 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 their stomach and so on and so forth. And literally that going down a dress size for a woman, probably two dress sizes for a woman, certainly a couple of belt notches for a guy, and so on and so forth, would be some kind of transformation. So as an example, and I said this to Steve in a pre-show, I, I have competed, as you know, guys, when I've talked about these on these different shows that we do in various grip competitions, and I was anal, analytical, whatever you want to call it, enough, Steve, that I would literally write down um, the numbers that I thought was going to happen in a competition what my competition was going to do. In other words, my rivals, my, the other athletes, what I might do, and so on and so forth. What was going to win the competition? How close was my numbers to those numbers? And 
if everybody else got a little bit better, including me, from last year's event to this year's event, uh, how much better would we all be? And then I would literally, Steve, right, if there is a lift in there that I need to be better at, that I haven't done for a while, let's test where I am. And then I would write down, once I had an idea, how much better I needed to get at that lift just to be in the running for first, second or third place. So that's kind of like almost like a professional athlete, Steve, with a strength and conditioning coach, but I was doing this for myself. And then to say that it was a clearly definable goal, I would have it fucking written down. And I don't mean just written down the way that I've described already, which is the number that I need, how I'm going to win and so on. I would say, what's the number that I'm at now? How much time have I got to get to the competition? Let's say 16 weeks. And then I would literally write out the program of each week's workout for the next 16 weeks. And that's as clearly defined as it's possible to be, Steve, because I can literally see week two, I need to do this. Week three, I need to do this. And so on and so forth. Now, I was clever enough, thank fuck, that I'd always allow for a couple of weeks when I weren't quite like I am at the minute, Steve, as we record this show. Maybe I was ill. Maybe I was busy. Maybe literally you can't progress. And as Steve's talked about, this is not linear. So you're going to have weeks when you're great and you achieve all your numbers and hit your targets and weeks when you don't. And I'd even include that when my numbers for the day of the competition. So that would be me being as clearly defined in what I wanted to do as possible. Now, give you an example again. Let's say that you're a young male listener, 16, 17, 18 years of age. Forget PEDs, obviously, but we are going to talk about that. But you want to get more muscular. You want to be, it'll be more hench. Now, that's a, that's a kind of vague goal. You might say, I want to look like Ziz. Seemed very popular a few years ago, Steve, as you know, with photographs of the hair and the muscles and the abs and everything else. But if you don't look anything like that right now, it's a pipe dream because it's literally something that would need to be done with magic. If, on the other hand, you said, well, what was Ziz like when he was my age? Um, was he a little bit podgy, perhaps, like I am? Uh, was he just, you know, just hit puberty or whatever else? How can I... How did Ziz start? What did he do? And it might just be simple things like getting up early and going out and jogging and do some trail walking. It might literally be things like setting up a little, little, a basic, very basic today nutrition program and so on and so forth. But the specific targets, clearly defined goals. Give us an example, Steve, of stuff that you set for yourself and how you was able to make it happen because you could see specifically what you was doing in order to make that happen in terms of clearly defined goals, Steve? One of the issues which makes, you know, which ties into that is a lot of people, you know, they'll join the gym after New Year's um, in the past or in the present. They'll do it and they won't get results. They won't get the results they're looking for. Um, and they'll quit. And that's that's one of the most important things of a New Year's resolution and and doing this and using anabolic steroids and using Geneza Pharma anabolic steroids to set you know you got you got to understand you got to set realistic goals but you also got to realize that your genetics are going to be different. You get ten people in the gym and uh, let's say you and nine of your friends decide to start the gym. And have a competition and let's see who can get the best results. Let's see who can look the best in the mirror. Let's see who can get the strongest. And all of you never worked out before. You're all brand new to this. 
or you may have worked out before, but you didn't, you weren't really serious about it. Anyway, the ten of you are going to do it, and you're going to have a, a list. You're going to have you might have one guy who blows everybody away. Not only do they be, get the strongest, they get the best in the looking in the mirror, they get the fastest, they get everything. Then you've got on the next tier, maybe number two, number three. They're kind of in the next tier. You saw some changes, and then the tiers continue till you get to the last three, maybe eight, nine, and ten, who don't even look like they even trained at the gym. And um, I saw this. I mean, myself, I I can remember back in high school, I worked out with a friend of mine all summer. We worked out in the same gym. We ate pretty much the same food. We, you know, he busted his ass even harder than me in the gym. I mean, he was doing pushing to failure. He was pushing heavy weights. He was pushing himself hard. And I was pushing myself hard too. But the point is, I had really good results over that summer. But he didn't. He didn't. And I ran into him years later. And out of nowhere, I ran into him, and he's like, Steve, Steve. And I'm like, I didn't even recognize him. He was obese when I ran into him. And he told me, he's like, yeah, I had cancer in my 20s. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, damn, how unlucky can a person be genetically to end up with cancer in their 20s and end up obese like this? You know, and that just shows you, you know, genetics play a huge role. So but the nice thing about weight training is it doesn't matter. You could be number 10 or number one when it comes to genetics. You could still improve yourself when it comes to weight training. You could still weight train. There's no rule. It's not like going out and playing tennis. You go out to the tennis court and you're not a good tennis player and you, you really suck at it. The ball is just going to keep going to the, you know, to the other people playing. Or the ball is going to go into the net every time. Or the ball is going to go out every time. You're not going to even be able to hit the ball. You, you see what I'm saying? So weight training doesn't matter how skilled you are. It doesn't matter how you're doing it. You still improve with weight training. So you have to kind of realize that and realize like that. Look, I'm not going to end up looking like these guys in the magazines or these guys on social media that I'm following and all this stuff. That's That's one of the key things when it comes to not only understanding your New Year's resolution, but also understanding steroid use. And, at, and we know Geneza Pharma, they have the best steroids out there, no doubt. All right. Their products are tested. They're, they're what you sell. You go and you buy testosterone. You take 500 milligrams of testosterone a week. That's how much you're actually taking. You're not taking 200. You're not taking 1,000. You're taking what you, you're you supposed to take. Let me, jump, let me jump in here for a second, Steve. I've actually, and we had a post like this this week, and it wasn't to do with Geneza Pharma, ironically, but it with the, the same rules or the same thought process applies. So here's what's happened. And this is more to do with being unrealistic and actually ties in with my point of having a, a clearly realistic or definable goal anyway, from, from point one. So someone came on the forums this week, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, and said that the products that they were using, which were fine products, weren't working because they'd only gained six pounds, right? And you go, okay, that's actually really good. So sometimes, and I, I'll touch upon the analogy that Steve's been using. Sometimes, um, especially if you had a couple of buddies that were doing amazing and you don't feel like you're doing amazing, you're still doing amazing for you. That six pounds that that person was on about was fan-fucking-tastic, Steve. 
And but even yesterday when I was in the gym trying to kill it, my buddy says, "Oh, I don't feel like I've made progress." And I said, "The other fellow that was that was trains with us was he had to go and do something at the house, so he came back later on, and he keeps the notes for those two when they're training." But and I was thinking, I said, "What was it that you was doing when we started training together as a little gang?" And I said, "You were doing sixty kilos, one hundred and thirty-two pounds." And today. You trained with me today and you were doing 92 and a half kilos. That's a 32 and a half kilo in, I think it's 13 weeks. So I said, you've fucking progressed. In fact, you've arguably progressed by adding nearly, if not more than nearly, 50% to the load that you were using before 10, 11, 12, 13 weeks ago to where you was yesterday. I says, and the reality is we're going to get you to 120 kilos, your old PB, in probably another four or five weeks. I said, so sometimes in those situations, you forget that you are kicking ass. The rules that Steve said, or the lack of rules, if you like, that Steve was talking about when it comes to weight training, pretty much every person can do well. Now, you won't all turn into Mr. Olympia, but you will all make progress. And if you listen to this podcast, and if you use Jen as a farmer, and you use the right products, the stuff, the advice that we're giving you now will absolutely mean that you will transform. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to turn into fucking Superman. We're not introducing kryptonite here. You're not going to go from a 30-inch chest to a 50-inch chest or a 60-inch chest. But you can go from a 30-inch chest to a 37 or 38-inch chest. You've added low. You've literally put on 30%. You've got 30% bigger in your chest. So sometimes those clearly defined goals are important, but also... Uh, that little bit of a stepping back and seeing just how well you're actually doing. And here's the thing as well, Steve. We're talking about this as a New Year's resolution. So, sorry, that's one year. <coughs> now, what about the fact that next year you do the same again? And a year after, you do the same again. Every fucking year you're progressing. Uh, it's not going to happen forever, and that's why I shift my goals. But it does mean that for a certain for the new guys, and certainly for those of you that want to lose a bit of weight and trim down a little bit and whatever else, you're going to, if your journey that we're talking about now is fantastic, Steve, it's going to be even more fantastic in a few years' time. So, guys, it's one of those things. I'll give you another trick as well, and then I'm going to get on to another point. So one of the tricks I've read about, and I've had people do this, is it is sometimes difficult to see for ourselves the progress we've made. And that can actually be a bit disheartening, Steve, and it can stop you kicking ass in the gym and keeping the progression going. And we want this the resolutions to be successful. So one of the tricks you can do is you can, for example, the dress size for a woman, you could try that dress on that you haven't worn for absolutely ages that was tight and now find it's loose. And you go, why is it loose? It's because you lost weight, darling. You got slimmer. You can go, and, and there's one trick that I've talked about a few times. We talk about photographs, and I'm, I'm the same as everybody else. It's difficult sometimes to see progression in pictures for ourselves, but other people see it. And the classic trick that I was thinking about is go and see someone that hasn't seen you for ages and have them go, fucking hell, man, you've transformed. Like Steve said, even though that guy come back differently, he saw him sometime later, and he knew that he looked different immediately. But So we're in the gym. We're killing it. We want to lose a dress size. We want to put a couple of inches on our chest. You go to a pub or a club that you haven't been to before, and the barman says, ain't you that guy that used to have this? You know what I mean? It's just stuff like that. So, you know, 
the clearly defined goals is important being being aware that you are making progression and that the small the small goals and we're going to get into that kind of stuff now will help you make a journey that's going to be absolutely amazing now the second point i make and i've kind of touched on it when i was talking about my own way of progressing earlier on is having small steps small targets achievable targets and then to a lesser degree and this is what i was working on for myself what you call short, medium, and long-term targets. Now, the smaller step, the more achievable targets, is having a realistic thing to achieve. If you go to New Year's resolution, uh, I want to be a millionaire, and you haven't even got a fucking job, then what you're going to do, trip over that money in the street and find it, it's unrealistic. If you say, my bench press is for £100, and by the end of the year, I want my bench press to be £400, that's asking you to put a 300 pounds on your bench press. Now, unless you've been ill, it's not going to happen. And if you've never been to 400 pounds in the past, it's not going to happen. And it's certainly not going to happen in a year. But if you say, my bench press is 100 pounds right now, and I think if I really knuckle down and push, push hard in the gym with my buddies help me, and I go with Genesis Pharma products, I can get my bench press to 130 or 140 pounds. That's way more achievable. So we talk about smaller steps, breaking that down. So three months from now, I'm going to have 110 pounds. Three months after that, I'm going to be 115, 120 pounds. At the end of the year, I'm going to be 130 pounds. That's way more achievable because you're setting yourself short, medium and long-term targets. The number's realistic. And here's another thing, and I've used this, and I use myself as an analogy against it. Talking to a young lad in the gym yesterday, what's your best bench press? He says, 80 kilos. I said, you're ahead now at your age of where I was at your age. I said, when I was your age, I think my best bench, I think it was a, a couple of years later, uh, 90 kilos. I says, and it's taken me 40-something years to add 100 kilos to my bench, which is not a lot when you break it down on a year-by-year -year basis. But on the other hand, he's already ahead now at the age that he is now where I was when I was his age. So that actually means that if he keeps plugging away like I've been plugging away, he might end up better than me when he gets to my age. And you show people that kind of stuff and you talk about a progression and you say it's a few pounds here or a few kilos a year there, and suddenly it becomes something that they can get their head around. They might not be able to get their head around the fact that you've been doing it 40-something years, and I want it a little bit quicker than that, but it's realistic. If I can... I think we've had... Um, I've got magazines here, Steve, as you know, historical stuff. And they was always over-promising. And, of course, the advertising standards, people go crazy for that sort of thing. So the reality is that you want to offer something that people can do and make your program a success if you give them realistic targets and you break those goals down. And then you can say, oh, it doesn't feel like I've been progressing. Hang on. We've got your training log out and you've been progressing every single month. In, in all your goals every single month, but you don't make those crazy, un, stupid pipe dream type goals. You make them sensible, small goals. So there's this stuff like that. What have you done, Steve, in terms of having short, medium, and long-term targets for yourself? And again, using Geneza Pharma. Yeah, and I think here's the thing too with using steroids is people expect, like there are people are like, well, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to use anabolic steroids from a new year's resolution or they're like, Hey, I want to bulk or I want to get stronger. I want to use anabolic steroids from a resolution. 
Analog stereos are not a genie in the bottle. You can't like just like take them and wish for what you want. You've got to use the right steroids, okay, from Geneza Pharma to accomplish what you want. All right. Yep. So yep. You, don't don't tell me, oh Steve, you know, I wanted the cut for New Year's, so I went on Dianabol. And um I gained like eight, I gained eight pounds. I'm so disappointed. I, I cut my calories. I, I did a lot of cardio. And, and and it was really hard to do cardio. I was getting crazy pumps in my legs. And I'm like, why did you run D-Bowl? D-Bowl gives pumps in your legs. Now, some steroids don't. Some steroids are much better for cardio, like T-Bowl, for example, or Equipoise would be much better for cardio. They boost your cardio without downing your cardio at the same time. That's what D-Bowl, D-Bowl will down your cardio. Trend will down your cardio. You know, and then and then oh, I ran D ball is designed really one of the best steroids out there for water retention. Aromatizes into estrogen very very rapidly, so you're gonna gain a ton of water rate. Even the first ten days on D ball, you can gain five ten pounds of water weight. So of course it's gonna kill your cardio. Of course it's gonna put on body weight. So you got to use these steroids to their advantage. So really, like it's all about how you use them and, and setting the goals and some steroids too, like trend, for example, some of you out there will take trend and you'll eat like shit on trend and you'll still get ripped and you'll still get bigger. Some of you out there will take trend and you'll blow up in size and strength. You know, it just depends. And some of you will take training and you'll eat really, really good and you do everything right. And you may not get, the body that you were hoping for. You may be like, you know what? I'm not really a big fan of trend. I'm going to, it's not worth the side effects to me. I'd rather just use Primo. So it just depends. Everybody is going to be different. Go ahead, monster. Yeah. One of my thoughts, Steve, and you've actually kind of uh, illustrated that is uh, finding out or uh, identifying what's holding you back. So in that particular example, what would be holding you back from losing weight is that you'd use the wrong product. Now, we've talked about on other shows how you can lose weight on so-called uh, bloating drugs like Dynabo, and equally, you could get stronger on, on a drug that's a cutter and so on and so forth. But the, the still requires you, of course, to do everything else perfectly. And the reality of the situation and what Steve's getting at is that you need to make the right choice. So the, the next point I would like to make is this, as I said, identify what it is that's holding you back. If, for example, um, and I saw a great little uh, video about this yesterday, and it was to do with you're in a job that's shit, uh, and you want to get a better job, but you're not going off and getting educated, you're not getting qualified for the better job, and maybe you just need to fucking quit, because quitting is going to force you to go looking for that better job, or certainly a different job. So in this particular regards, and especially when it comes to New Year's resolutions, and we're talking about getting into shape, what are you doing today and all the time that's holding you back from your fitness goals? And I'll give you an example, Steve. I'll see a couple of these. You go to a gym when it's only got, let's say, some of the Planet Fitness, Steve, where they cut the horns off on machines so that you can only put three or four plates on the side of the machine, on the plate where the machine. Or I know I know a really good gym up the road here. Funny enough, it's also called Planet Fitness, although it's not part of that chain. And it's thousands and thousands of square feet. But the dumbbells only go to 60 kilos. But the gym I had to go to regularly, they go to 90 kilos, which is 200 pounds. 
And in my gym, I can actually make up dumbbells that are heavier than that. So if I wanted to go to a gym uh, where I wanted to use 90 kilos, I don't want to go to the other gym. Well, that's one of the most popular gyms in this area. So why would I go to the place that's not good for me rather than going to the place that is? Steve's talked about fast food and people having takeouts or going to eat in restaurants. So if your issue is that you're, and this is part of the American lifestyle, it's becoming part of the British lifestyle too. If the issue is that dad comes home from his hard day's work and he's stressed, but he wants to treat his family and he takes you, young man, off to this great restaurant where the food's amazing and he can afford to treat the whole family, but you actually want to do this fitness journey, it's not that you don't want to go with a family, it's just that you don't want to eat the crap that they might serve. You don't want to have, as Steve said, the sauces that sometimes put on certain foods. And even just being able to turn around and say to the waitress, I'm looking to get into shape. Can you make sure that my portions don't have the sauces on? And making sure the family are cool with it, but you're still there, you're still out socially. Making sure that you make healthy choices when you go out there. Don't feel like you're under pressure to eat rubbish and so on and so forth. It might be, for example, and Steve and I have kind of disagreed over this when we talk about having breakfast and not having breakfast. But sometimes the reason why people fail to have breakfast when I would rather they do is because they're staying up late watching Netflix and then they get up at the last possible moment, shower, and then literally run out of the house with a coffee from the coffee machine. And they have, oh, I haven't got time for breakfast. Yes, you fucking have. You have because you could have made time for breakfast. You could have, you can watch anything you want, Netflix included, at any time, 24 7, 365. Previously, Steve, literally 10, 15 years ago, if it wasn't on at a certain time and you wasn't there to watch it at a certain time, that was it. You had to wait for the repeats. Now, of course, we can record it, but we can get, we can schedule it. We've got hard drives instead of recorders, and we can have plus one, plus two, the settings on the little thousands of channels that we've got options for, and so on and so forth. So there's literally no excuse to be sitting there watching shit TV at 12 o'clock midnight and then not get up early enough to have breakfast because you haven't had enough sleep and you're only having coffee, so now you're stimmed to fuck, and then saying, I'm struggling to lose weight because by the time I get to work, I'm eating the donuts and so on and so forth. So you'd be put, you would actually, without really knowing that you're doing it, you'd actually be putting barriers in your own way for the progress that you want to make. One of the things that we have with vlogs, and I'm including vlogs with Geneza Pharma products, is it's easier for us, I'm talking about Steve and I, for example, and other members to see where you're making mistakes. If you've got medical reasons for eating certain foods, that's fine. But what if you haven't? And we see that you're eating junk. We see that your snacks are unhealthy. We see that you talked about uh, you was eating at 12 o'clock midnight. when you should have been in bed a couple of hours at least, Steve. One of the reasons people stay up late sometimes, Steve, is because uh, they they don't want to still sound like a pussy when they've gone to bed at 9 o'clock. And I'm like, I shouldn't have to justify what I do what time I go to bed and whatever else. If I go to bed at nine and I get up at, say, six o'clock in the morning and I've had nine hours sleep and I'm rested, fuck what you think about me going to bed early. Don't don't be putting barriers in the way of the stuff that you're doing because of peer pressure. Don't be doing it because you're only going to certain restaurants and the food there's no good. 
but the family goes with you to that restaurant. Don't be having even stuff like, and we've talked about this before, Steve, don't be having certain foods in the house that you know are bad for you, but they're there anyway. Get rid of them. Don't be going to a gym that doesn't suit your needs. I've changed gyms. I've brought, when COVID came along, Steve, how many people did we see over COVID came along so I got out of shape? The ones that was able to progress or at least stop themselves getting out of shape during COVID were the ones that brought little dumbbell sets and trained in their bedroom. When they were on the road traveling and working, they brought a little set of uh, rubber bands and they were training their hotel rooms to carry on progressing. I spent thousands to make sure that I had, I mean, I've actually gone more than that since, but I spent thousands of pounds buying equipment on Marketplace so that I missed out on fuck all. I've ended up with a fucking kick-ass gym. And I had some stuff before, but I've got loads of stuff now. And we've actually got a couple of other members on the forums that are exactly like that. There literally was no fucking excuse in my case, and the ones that were on the road and the ones that were in the hotels, that they were still training, getting workouts, no excuse whatsoever for those people because they didn't give themselves an excuse. They went the other way. The people that said, oh, I couldn't train because the gyms were shut, yes, you could. You could have walked to the park. You could have walked walk up the local mountain. You could have brought a bike. You could have done loads of things. So you need to identify those things that are holding you back from getting your your fitness goals to help you achieve your targets. And again, we're talking about New Year's resolutions here. If you go, for example, and I used this example in the previous show, when we talked about January the 1st thing, what's, what have a lot of people done? when it comes to fitness goals and life goals for that matter, Steve, they'll wait for a specific time. So I'd love to be slimmer, but I can't be slimmer until this happens or I can't be slimmer until this specific date because uh, there's an important thing going on and I need to concentrate on that thing and the slimming thing something else. And then what ends up happening, three months go past, four months go past, and they still haven't started to get slim. They still haven't started the, the fitness journey that they say is so important to them earlier in the year, hasn't started yet. So you've got to make sure that these things are out there and, and, and get rid of those hit, hit, things that are holding you back, identify what they are, and stop giving yourself excuses for not doing something. That's right, Steve. Come back in now, Steve, with some suggestions on, for example, Geneza Pharma products uh, uh, and cycles that we could use, for example, we touched on this before, uh, from a cutting point of view, for example, Steve. Yeah, so part one, we went over some, some steroids and different ways we can use those steroids. So, look, we talked about getting stronger with steroids. We talked about cutting with steroids. And we talked about bulking with steroids. We kind of touched on each thing. But I kind of want to go back, Mobster, and I kind of want to go back and focus on maybe one or two cycles of our favorites when it comes to those. So if you want to hear a bunch of ideas, head over to part one and listen to that one. If you want to hear more specific on how you would run these cycles and maybe one or two in each category, then this is the one basically to save. So let me start us off with cutting mobster and then i'll bring you in and you could talk about either uh strength or bulking because you've got a lot of experience with both but when it comes to cutting i like to keep i like to i like to kind of do a cutting cycle that's flexible 
and that doesn't have interference. All right. The one thing I can't stand in a cutting situation is waking up in the morning, going to the bathroom and looking at myself in the mirror and seeing bloat, whether it be in my face, in my stomach, my vascularity gone out of my arms. And I'm like, well, I'm retaining too much water. This is screwing up my cutting phase. Also, my appetite, you know, I, I don't like to have to be a slave to food. Like I wake up in the morning, I'm hungry. I want to go work out, but I'm hungry and you got to eat something. I got to carb up. Some steroids will do that. I like to be flexible. I just say, fuck it. Maybe I won't eat today. Maybe I'm going to go do some cardio in the morning and just fucking fast the whole day. Let my body use the energy that's stored as energy instead of using what I put into it as energy. You see? So that's one of the tricks when it comes to cutting is doing a lot of fasted training and fasted cardio. And that might be hard for a lot of you people because you're so addicted to carbs and addicted to food and it's a habitual thing. And you're used to going to your fridge every morning, open it up, grabbing some eggs or grabbing some bacon or grabbing some bread and cooking it and making yourself a big breakfast. You're used to that. So it's hard. It's hard to go from that up. But trust me, give it two or three weeks and it'll change. But if you're using steroids that make you hungry, that boost your appetite, it's going to be hard to, 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 to do that. And it's going to be even harder when you're using these steroids. So I like to do steroids that don't fuck with my appetite, that don't add water retention, that don't make me, you know, tired if I'm not getting enough carbs during the day. So for me, Primo would be a good one because Primo doesn't fuck with your appetite and it doesn't aromatize. So Geneza Pharma has an excellent Primo option. And the Geneza Pharma is a GP Primo 100. And back in the day, we talked about it in the part one, but Arnold used to love this Primo. And he used to take this 100 milligram amps. Now, Geneza Pharma, they don't they come in vials, so it's even it's easier than amps. You have, back then, you just had amps. You had to crack open the amps. And sometimes, I've had this happen to me, you crack open the glass and some of the glass gets into the gear, <laughs> you know? So, or, or it might cut your, your hand or it might shatter everywhere. So with, with Geneza Pharma, they got the vial. So you just extract it from the vial. So it's very easy. But the nice thing about this one is even though it's a long ester, uh, it's a still an anthate ester, you have the flexibility of just taking one cc and injecting yourself every day. Well, I'll give you 700 milligrams. Or you could do one cc four or five times a week. That'll give you four to 500 milligrams. So that's enough Primo right there to be good. And it's a very small amount that you're injecting. So it's not like you're taking a bunch, like three cc's and putting it in the muscle. You can do a little bit at a time. You can do 100, you know, you could do 100 uh, milligrams each injection, or you could do two cc's and do 200 milligrams per injection. If you wanted to do it like twice a week, you could inject two cc's twice a week or two and a half cc's twice a week. So you have a lot of flexibility when it comes to the Geneza Pharma Primo, but it's good quality Primo. That's the point. And we touched on that on part one. We touched on it a little bit here early in part two. But it's very important for people to understand. A lot, of people, a lot of you are new to steroids. Maybe you've never used steroids before or maybe you just started using them. I'm telling you that Mobster and I went through hell. Okay, when we, when we first started using steroids, 
We went through hell. I spent $1,200 one time on a Primo cycle for the Primo to be fake. Okay? So we went through hell in those days. There was no way to test our stuff that we were taking. We had to just hope that what we were taking was legit. But with Genesa yeah. Pharma, you know the Primo is good. You know it's good. And it's affordable. That's the second thing. Mobster and I went through hell over the years when it came to affordability of gear. It was expensive when we first started using steroids. Now steroids are affordable. And you oh, can buy, yeah. you can do a cycle of Primo and it's affordable. So a 12-week cycle of Primo, 400 to 500 milligrams a week, that's all you need. And you could stack in a little bit of testosterone, maybe 100 milligrams a week of testosterone. That's it. And you can have a nice, clean cutting cycle without interference, without your appetite going sky high, without you waking up and looking in the mirror and being bloated. You see, that's the nice thing about this cutting cycle. And it's a nice, steady cutting cycle. Don't expect to get on Primo and within a week, have a transformation. It's not going to happen. It's going to take a few weeks for that Primo to really start building up in your system. It's a slow-acting steroid. That's the way it's designed. But once you get to week five, week six, week seven, you'll start noticing those cuts in your muscles when you in the mirror, and you'll have a nice cutting effect. So you can go to the gym and just fucking kill it in the gym. High repetitions, drop sets, uh, going to fatigue, really killing your body, but doing it the smart way, doing it the smart way, work your core, do all that stuff. And you'll definitely notice that you'll start seeing your abs. If you can't see your abs right now, you'll start seeing it and you'll really be able to, to lean out. Mobster, do you have any cycle ideas? Yeah, let me just touch on one for what Steve's talking about. I'd actually probably throw in this following tip. Now, I'm going to talk about strength training and the products that I would use in a minute. So training for strength rather than a cut and stack. Uh, but in this particular example, I would actually find a kind of cardio that I know I can do, Steve. I, I mean, I'm thinking there's some great cardio ways of cardio out there. They're, they're amazing fat burners, absolutely amazing. But they can be fucking brutal. But there are other choices. So, for example, whole body stuff, rowing. Rowing machines are whole body, especially if you do upper body and lower body together rather than just lower body rowing and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, the urban assault bikes are brutal. Cross trails, running is brutal. But if you've got something that's maybe not quite brutal, but you can do it for an hour without hanging out your ass, and you can see that you've done six, seven, eight hundred calories, and you can do that on a regular basis, then combined with your diet and the Geneza Pharma cutter stack, you're going to do some crazy shit, people. You really are. And then even something else, you can just vary the things in cardio that you're doing changing it up from one session to the next. Just keep track of where you are overall. Now, I, I, I've talked about in the previous shows, I'm a huge fan of Anavar, and it's a great product for me in terms of strength. So I'll do a very simple uh, stack here, Steve, but I'll talk about how I would use it. So there's a GP Oxan 10 milligram. I would have that 50 milligrams a day, so that's five pills. And keep it simple, Steve. You can do three in the morning, two in the afternoon or you can just spread them through the day. It doesn't make a huge difference. The the, the half-life is going to be about six, seven, eight hours anyway. So, you know, arguably, a couple before the workout, because I train in the morning, one in the afternoon, a couple in the evening. Real simple, straightforward, no mucking around approach. 
um, in terms of training, here's what I do. I don't rely on any steroid to get me some of the way there. So whether that's a cutting stack like Steve's talking about or a strength stack, simple strength stack like I'm talking about from Genezer again. What I want to do is I want to have a program for training, say for an achievable target like we discussed already, where I'm already working my way towards that target. I've already started the training journey. I've already cleared up the crap in the house that I don't want. I've already made sure that my program's worked out for 16 weeks and whatever else. And then in this case, for example, Steve, I might run the Anavar at eight weeks, which means I've got eight weeks of no steroids and the beginning of the training program. And then as I start to get into the training program proper, eight weeks later, I introduce the GP Anavar and that's going to take me to the end of my training program where I should reach a peak level of strength. So that's a real, real simple one. As another example again, and I've talked about um, getting strong on it, and I'm talking about orals again, because of the bloat that Steve talked about earlier on in the show, using um, Genesis, uh Methan, which is, of course, Dianabol, just straightforward, knowing that I'm going to be a certain particular size. And as Steve said earlier, in a very short order, for me, as little as four days, and I see stuff happening. A week in, and I've put on quite a lot of pounds. I'm probably two weeks into an eight-week eight program, if I was running it for eight weeks, I'm going to be up pretty much as big as I'm going to get on that particular stack. I keep it real simple again. So I'd be looking at 30 milligrams a day. Ten days in, like I've already said, I could be up 10 pounds. And I can hold those 10 pounds for the whole of the cycle, while I'm training for a particular goal again. So for me, for example, making sure that I've got certain food around the house, making something else is going to touch on this again for the strength stuff. And this applies to both the stacks that I'm talking about, Steve. Now, I've suggested in the previous things, tips for Steve's idea of cutting, where you can switch the cardio up, but there are certain machines that you might be comfortable with, certain choices. I'm going to get you, when it comes to strength, to do the shit that is hard. And I was saying about the urban assault bikes, an absolutely great piece of machinery for getting people into shape, but it's brutal. And you might want to do something else that you can do. Here, I'm going to get you to do the stuff that's brutal. And I'm not really going to give you any other choices. And what do I mean by that? No one's become the world's strongest man do fucking leg extensions instead of squats. No one's become the world's greatest powerlifter doing tricep kickbacks instead of bench presses or squats or deadlifts. You've got assistant exercises, but it's, gonna, it's probably going to be skull crushers, Steve, or the JM press, or some variation on the theme. It's not going to be four rock curls. As good as they are, it's not going to be the easy exercises. It's not going to be the little muscle exercises. It's going to be the big, heavy, hard shit. Now, of course, you don't start with a 1,000 pounds. Maybe you start with a 100. That's fine. And here's the thing again, because we're talking about resolutions here as well. So I want you to pick a number now that you know that you can do now, comfortably even, so you can almost get a break in for any kind of target of cutting or strength and start with that. And as you get into the middle of the training program, the middle of the cycle, it starts to get a little bit difficult, but not crazy. It's only when you get towards the end of the training cycle, the end of the program, the last few weeks, that the stuff should be absolutely fucking horrendous. Now, let's use squats as an example for that, Steve. Most people don't do cutting programs or cutting stacks and think of squat as a cutter. But if it was a strength program, absolutely. 
and I want you to be in that particular place. If your all-out best squat of all time ever was 350 pounds, and we're doing a strength program that's going to get you to 350 pounds, 400 pounds, then the 300 or so pounds that you start with is going to be comfortable. 350 in the middle of the program is going to be, well, I've done this before. But at the end of the program, the 400 pounds is going to be, fuck me, blind, this is fucking heavy. But goddamn, boy, the Genesa products has got me strong, and I'm doing the 400 pounds. Look at me with my shiny, happy face and 400 pounds on my shoulders. Look at me with trying not to be a bit snotty as they do another rep and call that shit out. Look at me with my buddies cheering me to kick my own ass in the gym again and get another rep with the 400 pounds. And look at me at the end of this fucking program that I've done, 8, 12, 16 weeks, whatever, and I'm using Anavar from Geneza. And I've blown the fuck up and put 50 pounds on my squat. It's brutal shit, Steve. Sometimes I think these things, you, there's an element of, and I'm going to say this for any of our targets and suggestions, and resolutions included, you've got to want these things, and sometimes you've got to do the simple, hard fucking work of getting under the bar and kicking your own ass, because motherfucker, and I use uh, uh, Doreen Yates for this, he says, I'm shouting at people in the gym and I get them to do really well, but who's lifting the weight? They are. So in this example, listener, you are. You're the one that's putting the right food in your mouth. You're the one that's made the right choices. Geneza products. You're the one that's programmed in these sensible goals. And you're the one that's got underneath the bar and done the goddamn hard work that needed to be done. You're the one that got up early and did your cardio. You're the one that made the right choices and didn't eat crap. So sometimes you take this stuff on and you do the hard work, the big, hard choices of making this stuff happen. I went out there, Steve, because there's a load of other options, of course. One of my favorite st stacks of cycles that I've done multiple times is Sust and Decker, and I know that I blow up and I get strong. And again, that blowing up is the same as on D-Bowl in terms of the leverage for me. And I know that when I've taken this in the past, and even more recently, I've got just about as big as I've ever been in the past by 20 pounds. And these recently of six pounds past my old PB in terms of the heaviest weight I'd ever got to body weight wise. So I absolutely guarantee for myself by making the right choices for me and products that work for me, that I'm going to get as big as I can. And if I get as big as I can, I should be able to work harder and lift more weights. Therefore, I'm going to be stronger. Therefore, I've made the right choices. I've picked Genesis Sus. I've picked Genesis Deca. I've got under the bar. I've put on six pounds more than I've ever had in my life. And, and I've broken gym PBs. I absolutely, I did that just how many weeks ago, Steve? So it, it's, it's honestly, guys, I want you to make the right choices for products. Pick out the stuff that's going to work for you. Listen to this show and other shows that we've done with Genesis products and saying, listen, this is optimal for your goal. This is a cutter. This is a bulker. This is a strength enhancer. And then we want you to run these dosages for this period of time. So, for example, Steve, I did a short short uh, bulk, four weeks, uh, but typically I would run for eight. The longest cycle I've ever done, 16, but I didn't like it. Eight to 12 works perfectly for most listeners again. Uh, Sass and Decker for that amount of time. I would probably be looking at combined totals of around 650, 700 milligrams a week for me at my, my stage in life. As an absolute maximum. So you're only looking at 300, 325, 350 milligrams of each per week. And you're only looking at two jabs a week. And of course, you can mix those both together as well, Steve. So literally, jab on a Monday, jab on a Thursday, and then getting into the gym and fucking kicking your own ass and making sure that these things take place. 
What about you, Steve, in terms of planning these cycles out and, and, and doing the hard work that needs to be done? Yeah, look, I'm all for planning cycles. I'm all for putting a blueprint together. But sometimes, again, I talk a lot about it. Flexibility is important. So that's a big part of it. Do you have to change something midway through the cycle? It's not going your way. Is it okay to change something? Yes, it is. I don't have a problem with it. Sometimes it's not the best decision to change. It's like a football team. Let's say your football team halfway through the season, you're not doing well. And um, the owner is like, man, maybe I should fire the coach. You know, maybe that will make a difference. And they decide, you know what? I'm not going to fire the coach. I'm going to keep the coach. How many times have we seen that? And then what happens the second half of the season? The team goes on a roll, rolls into the playoffs, is running hot, and gets all the way to the Super Bowl. Same thing in hockey. We see that in hockey. The team will get, will get hot later in the year. And then other times... The owner says, you know what? I'm going to fire the coach. Fuck it. They fire the coach, and then the team improves second half of the season. You know? But a lot of times, it doesn't necessarily get better. Sometimes the team gets worse after the fire the coach. So it's the same thing with cycling. Sometimes it's good to change. Sometimes it isn't. So one of the things you could do with Geneza Pharma is you can make the decision to use shorter esters to give you more flexibility than longer esters. So when you're using a shorter ester, you could stop it and switch to something else and it'd be out of your system quicker. And you'll you'll hit your system quicker too when you first start. So Genesis ha has you covered. When it comes to their testosterone options, they have short ester testosterones, the propionate, and, and they have long esters, the sipinase, and the enanthates. So if you want to do a shorter cycle, a six-week or eight-week cycle, and you want to use some testosterone to help you in your bulk or help you in your strength cycle, you can go ahead and use the propanate in this. So the GP prop, and then you have the GP test sip and GP test eat. And Monster and I have both run these products. They are excellent, and they are definitely properly dosed. Let's say you want to harden, all right? Second half of the cycle, you want to harden. GP has you covered. I want to get hard. They got the GP Mass 100 and they have the GP Mass 200. The Mass 100, Masteron, is propanate ester. It's going to be in your system quicker. So let's say you're halfway through your cycle and like, fuck it, I'm, I'm getting some, cu some cutting effects. Whether it's intended or not, I'm getting some cutting effects. I want to harden up. I want to harden my muscles. I want to get more vascular. You throw in the Mass 100 into this. It's got a short ester. It'll kick in quick. It'll be in your system within a week and a half, week or two. If, you, if you're willing to be more patient and be like, you know what, I can wait uh, two, three, four weeks for this to really peak in my system, then you can go with a GP Mass 200. It's 200 milligrams a milliliter. And it'll kick in a little longer to kick in. But once it kicks in, it's going to be in your system longer too. So it gives you a little advantage on that. So it just depends on what you want to do. And that's really cool about Genesis Pharma is they have you covered either way. And that's why I like Genesis Pharmaceuticals as well. Another one, Proviron. They have excellent oral options. And the GP Proviron, you could start taking that at any time during the cycle. If you say, you know what, I want to get more of an effect. Because Proviron does something really cool in the body. And it does it very, very well. And that it, is it, it binds a sex hormone binding globulin. So it kind of gets that number down. It gets that number down. So it frees up more of your hormones. 
in your body. So whatever steroids you're using, you could add some provirin to your cycle and they come in 25 milligram tabs. And that's really all you need. Some guys will run 50 and that's fine too. But the nice thing is you can add it to any cycle and it will boost your entire cycle. So let's say you're on cycle, you're at week five, week six, and you're like, eh, I'm getting good results, but I want to take things to another level, but I don't want to increase my side effects. And I don't want to increase my dosages of what I'm using now. You know what you could do, monster? So you don't increase your side effects, just add provirin to your cycle. Add 25 milligrams a day of provirin to your cycle. You will make the steroids you're using more effective, you see? So provirin is something that I always recommend you at least have on hand for every cycle just to give it a boost. And you're like, damn, I, I, I was using this cycle and I wasn't really getting the results I wanted. But as soon as I added the provirin, I took things to the next level. And then you're like, wow, I had a great cycle. But your buddy, he didn't add provirin. He ran the same thing you did and he didn't have as good of results. What was the difference is because you added provirin and he didn't. So that's a cool little trick that you guys can do. And it's not expensive. You can buy a pack of their provirin for less than what it costs you to take your to, to fill up your car on gas. That's it. I mean, it's just it's so affordable. And GP is just an amazing, amazing brand when it comes to that. And they have sales all the time. They have weekly sales. You can go and check out those sales and you can save even more money. So I have a lot of respect for what Geneza Pharma has to offer. They have you covered no matter what. And um, and they were, were good. Now, I'll bring you in, Mobster, in a second. You can talk about yeah. more about um, some bulking and strength ideas. But listen, when it comes to flexibility, oral steroids from Geneza Pharma are great. They have the GP Oxane, which is the Anovar. I know, Mobster, you're, you're a big fan of that. You've used it. The Anovar, you could throw in either the kickstart a cycle or to finish a cycle. All right? Whatever you want to do. Dianabol, let's say you want to bulk, you want to build some strength. They have the GP Dianabol 10 and they have the GP Dianabol 50, which is called methane. All right. You can add that to the beginning of your cycle to really give you a nice boost when it comes to bulking or strength. T-Bowl, they have a good T-Bowl, a GP T-Bowl. That you can add beginning of cycle. A lot of people like to add it to finish the cycle, give you more hardness, give you more definition and more lean muscle mass. So there's different options when it comes to GP. And they have the Anadrol. The Anadrol is really cool because the Anadrol, you can take it and really, really blow up. You can take it solo. It makes a really good bulker. Or you can take it at, to kickstart a cycle, to add to a cycle, to give you a nice effect that way. So they have you covered. And then the ancillaries that they have, they've got the Aromacin. They've got the Ariminex. They got the Letro. They got the Novodex. They got the Clomid. These are what you need on cycle and post cycle. All right. So they have you covered with that. So you're covered no matter what you want to do when it comes to Geneza Pharma. I have a lot of respect for what they do, whether you want to cut, bulk, or strength. So, Mobster, give us some more ideas when it comes to bulking and strength uh, cycles. I'll give, you, I'll give you something for strength, Steve. And this is more likely to have been used by buddies of mine back in the day than by myself personally. But as they say uh, in the movie, Steve, we have great success. Okay, so GP testing amp, which is 250 milligrams, and uh, GP 
train in amp at 200 milligrams, I would probably have that. And in their case, I'm thinking of world-class, certainly uh, national standard strength athletes here, Steve. So 250 milligrams and 200 milligrams, that's 450 milligrams twice a week, 900 milligrams. And we're talking about guys that weighed 140, 150 kilos. 150 kilos for American listeners, 330 pounds. And a couple of these boys were bigger than that. So, as you know, when you watch the world's strongest man on the TV, huge motherfuckers. A couple of them are around 400 and ever so slightly over 400 pounds. And we're talking about 6'3", 6'4", in terms of height, as an average, Steve, with a few of them, a handful of them, 6'7", 6'8", basketball player height and 400 pounds body weights. Uh, so, yeah, your only issue here, Steve, when it comes to running trend, is that you want to be as lean as possible. And ironically... In the last couple of years, and I'm thinking of the Stoltman brothers, went to a bodybuilding uh, gym the other day uh, on behalf of a company that manufactures equipment and was in the posing room, and you could see abs. And these both these guys are over 350 pounds with abs. I think they're both six foot five, six foot six inches tall. So, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Train, you want to be lean. Uh, and, again, it's more functional than a strong man to see that. So, yeah, that's how I run those particular things. Let me give you another thing, Stephen, which actually work for anything that we're doing. And I'm going to include Geneza products as a way of getting the best out. But when Steve talked about being flexible, so this applies to use the GP products, your training and your nutrition and being flexible. Have a training diary or a training log and Put as much information into that as you absolutely possibly can. So, for example, and Steve talks about not wanting to get up and see his face all bloated if he was on a cut. If I'm doing X and X is making me bloated, then I need to stop doing X. I need to change it to Y. If I'm if, I, if that might be, for example, Steve, using too much and cutting back the dosage, it might be taking a product out and replacing it with something more effective. It might be that the, the products are great, but your diet's poor. And we look at the training log and we realize that you're having too many carbs, too much fats, you're eating too late in the day and so on and so forth. It might be, like I said earlier, you're doing easy exercises, your progression is shit, you ain't doing yard exercises, and we point out that you need to get under the bar and shift more weight and you'll see more progress. So absolutely be analytical. And like Steve said, if that means you've got to make a change to a better choice, by all means, that's, that's how we, listen, we didn't get to learn the knowledge we have without making mistakes and without learning how to get it right. And that's the reason why we're doing these shows. So we don't want you to have to make our mistakes, but you might, and it might just be that you put it in your training blog that you felt tired last night and you went to bed early enough and everything else was on point. And then you realize that the trend was giving you transomnia, for example, it was making you sweaty and you had to get up at three o'clock in the morning and go and refresh yourself. And you didn't have that bottle of water beside the bed. So you changed that. So now you've got that there. Uh, you went out for a restaurant and you ate some shit and now you can feel the carbs are kicking your ass and so on and so forth. So there's all these kind of things, Steve. So absolutely, listen, right? Number one, we're going to say very quickly, see Steve, two targets that are achievable. Make sure you're not making any mistakes. There's nothing holding you back. Sometimes the worst, the number one thing that holds you back is yourself. Don't have any excuses. Have training logs. Choose the right GP products to get exactly the results that you want. Make sure that your training is hard, that your nutrition's on point. Listen to these shows. Get Geneza products to support your journey 
and make sure that you get the absolute best results you possibly can from that year's resolution. And like I said, it might be something real, real simple, Steve, of losing a dress size. How many times? I'll give you one, one silly example, Steve. That's a silly example because it's very common. And that is um, ladies especially spending $700 on dress for a wedding or, or a special occasion, a 25th wedding anniversary or something like this. And then allowing yourself to get out of shape before the occasion and needing to get back into the shape and then back into that dress so that you look fabulous and you kick ass on the day. People are looking at you because it's an amazing outfit. So having you come to us on the forums, start your fat loss, start your weight loss, start your cardio, make sure that the dress doesn't need adjusting, get some advice from us on the forums about which GP products to use, and then... This would be an absolute kicker, Steve, for us, which would be fantastic. Get some fucking photographs taken of you in the dress, of you doing that bench press if you're a guy, and showing us that you hit the number, that you hit the target, and how fucking amazing was that? Giving Geneza a thumbs up and telling the guys on the forum, your support made me do this. Look at the fucking progress I've made. Look at the journey. Look at the success I've had. And here's the thing as well, Steve, and this is super important when we talk about forums and training logs. You will inspire others. People that are humming and ah, and oh, I don't know if I want to do it. Oh, look at that person. They dropped two dress sizes. Look at that one. Look at how fabulous she looks in her wedding dress. Look at that guy who's doing the 350 bench. He looks fucking strong as a bull. No, I want to do it. You are going to inspire and inform and educate other listeners so that they can have the same journey that you've had and they can see that it can be done. That would be absolutely fucking amazing. And we'd love to see more of those success stories with Geneza Pharma products, supporting people in that success. We want to see more and more of those. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.